On today's show, three bangers on the slate tonight. What happened to KD and the Nets as they collapse against the Celtics? The Bulls win. Middleton gets hurt. What changes in Bulls versus Bucks? And Joel Embiid hit a game-winning turnaround three. How did so many people, including myself, overlook the Philadelphia 76ers? Nick Ang said, Pat the Designer, Locked on NBA. Let's go. You are Locked on NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome. You are locked on to the NBA. My name is Nick Engstead, host of the Locked On Mavericks Podcast. And joining me, as always, on a Thursday, host of Locked On Bulls, Pat the Designer. What you got for me? Hey, we're going back to the UC11. Y'all got to see us there. <laughs> Thanks for making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On NBA is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where you can subscribe to the show. Leave a comment. If you're watching right now on YouTube, leave a comment. Tell us who you wanted to win. Leave anything. Just leave any kind of comment below. Get in fights. I don't care. All right. <laughs> incredible, incredible night in the NBA. The Celtics get another win. The Sixers get another win. The Bulls get a win and tie the series up. Let's start with the... Cra- all three of these games could have been the, the number one game, right? Like all these games you, you were okay. Incre- you okay? Were incredible. The, the, the NBA one. caused you to have a stroke tonight, right there. <laughs> <laughs> all of them were. Let's start with Celtics versus Nets. Celtics 114 to 107. They get the win. The Nets were leading this game the entire way. Like the, the Celtics did not lead until midway, just about midway through the fourth quarter yep. in this one. Brooklyn got out to a 9-0 lead to start the game. Didn't really look back at all. First half, KD had 15, Bruce Brown had 14, Dragic had set at 16. Um, they are up by 10 at halftime. They were feeling good. It's like, all right, the Nets came back. The Nets decided to, all right, we got the game winner from Tatum in game one, and now we're going to come back and play our game and play the way that everybody feared. Oh, no, the Nets are coming. And then momentum just started shifting. It just started shifting. And in that, in that arena, the TD Garden, on front of the Celtics fans, it just started shifting and shifting and shifting. Durant just couldn't get anything going, couldn't get anything going. Kyrie couldn't get anything going, couldn't get anything going until the fourth quarter. Celtics just took over. Jalen Brown had a run of his own. Tatum had a couple of runs of his own. And the Celtics end up getting the win. And an incredible win for them, actually, if you start to look at it and you just look at the way that they did it. It felt like the Suns this year. The Suns have been doing that to teams. I've been calling it a sunburn when they just let the other team win, the like, like lead the entire game. Yeah. In the fourth yeah, quarter, yeah. they just take over. How did the Boston Celtics pull this off? Um, Listen, for me, you guys, if you listen to us over on Locked On Bulls or if you listen to us on the Windy City Breeze, there's nothing like good defense. The fact that these guys have been allowed to play as physical as they have. Jalen Brown has been key. Jason Tatum has been key to causing so many issues to what the Brooklyn Nets want to do, and especially with Kyrie Irving. I got I to take my hat off to the man Marcus Smart. He didn't have a crazy great shooting night tonight, but, man, 
he ends up being everywhere, doesn't he? He ends up with uh, what, what did I see. He had he ended up, only ended he up, ends up with, with one the defensive steal. player of the year. <laughs> the defensive player of the year. Hey, listen, and, and you know what? I give him credit, right? I give him credit because he came out of that game one, get get thirty nine put on his head, and then wins defensive player of the year. I was like, yeah, really, dog? He's like, hold my beer. <laughs> Let me show you what I do. And 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 really, just the defensive intensity that the the Celtics have come with against the Nets. The Nets haven't been able to match, right? And even on the offense offensive end or on the defensive end for the Nets they haven't been able to match that when this thing started to get away from you saw Jalen Brown start to wake up Jalen Brown was kind of docile for most of this game he didn't get Mm -hmm. a ton of like great looks but in that third and that fourth quarter you saw him start to wake up you saw him start to attack on a consistent basis and all of a sudden those shots started falling for him he hit that deep three that really to me was the dagger and I mean there was a lot of time left on the game but it ended up being the, the essential dagger as he knocked that one down and that just changed everything for him right the playoffs are built on defensive moments and the Nets have not had that defensive moment and I'll be honest with you I thought Andre Drummond was going to play a much bigger role in this he has been the most useless big man in the NBA playoffs to this point it's it's hard for them to put him in situations to like like to maximize his his use right they're like all right get out there and get some boards four boards in this game like he's just not he's just not getting stuff done that you need him to get done. But to your point about the defense, Kevin Durant, four of seventeen from the field, yeah. right now in these playoffs in through two games, he's shooting thirty one percent from the field. He's basically making six out of every twenty shots he may he takes. Insane. Yeah, I know what that looks like. <laughs> I, I do that on my own outside. Kyrie Irving in this game, four of thirteen from the field. Like those guys just did not have it shooting the ball and what happened was you started you started to see that the Celtics were so physical with him just so anytime he, they they did the montage you know on, on D&D where they're like yeah. watch every time Kevin Durant like crosses half court he's getting bumped he's getting pushed he's getting two guys running at him at the same time and this Celtics team is just linebackers right like you know yeah. how the NFL used to just be huge guys up front and then like kind of huge guys in, as linebackers and then yeah. small guys as safeties <laughs> and now it's just like Dudes that are the same size all over the place. Big safeties, like linebackers that are big but also fast. Yeah. And then these fast, like big, you know, defensive tackles and, and edge rushers. That's what the Celtics have. They have, I mean, Grant Williams, that guy, yeah. that guy plays defensive end for somebody. He's an edge rusher for somebody. Uh Tatum is big. Horford is big. Tice is big. Uh Marcus Smart is big. Like all these yeah. guys, they just start hitting them and they start bumping them. They get him off balance, and they've really gotten into him these first couple of games, and it's really taken him out of the game. And Kyrie, too. All that stuff in game one where he saw him do the theatrics, where he dribbles around all the time, and then all of a sudden he throws up a shot. That's just That stuff wasn't going in in this game. Yeah. And, and it's weird, right? Because, like, first off, you got to give credit. Like you mentioned, Grant Williams absolutely had himself a day. Yeah, he 17 did. 17.6 rebounds, four Perfect. for four from the field, <laughs> six for six from the free throw line, three for three from the three point line. That's called having yourself a day. Also added two <laughs> blocks to that and got himself involved on the defensive end, getting involved in that, right? Like yeah. The defense on this Celtics team seems contagious. And the biggest question that you have to, you have to ask in it, right? And, and, uh, are they going to be allowed to continue to play like this in the series? Because as you see it, right, like, listen, I love the physical play. I love when you see guys play physical. The Celtics series seems like it's been called 
pretty evenly through these first two games. Like, it doesn't seem like there's been that call where you're like, wow, like, okay, that was the Kevin Durant call right there. Even though Kevin Durant did get 20 free throws 30 in this free game. throws for each team, though, right? <laughs> so, so you look right. at it, and you're like, well. So, like, it, do you feel like this will be called this way? And if it isn't called this way as you head to Brooklyn, does that change the series as a whole? Oh yeah, this is this this series is like one Scott Foster game. Like CP3 <laughs> CP3 can attest, right? This is like one Scott Foster game or a Tony Brothers game away from yeah. completely flipping and all of a sudden the Nets just look unbeatable because they're not the Celtics can't be as physical with them and they're just going to get everybody in foul trouble in this game. Even though they did have guys in foul trouble in this game. Horford fouled out, Tice yeah. had five fouls. Like they were still calling fouls on them, but uh I think that will that will change. But the other thing is that the Celtics are just not allowing this the Nets to get anywhere close to the rim. And they're yep. also running them off the three-point line, too. The Nets took 21 threes in this game. Durant took two threes. Curry only took six threes. Kyrie took one three and missed it. Uh, and Patty Mills, three threes. They're running them off the three-point line. They're keeping them away from the basket. And they took 34 of their shots. Or they took 53% of their shots from the mid-range. Yeah. 34% of those shots, of, of all their shots, were from the long mid-range. That's like the worst shots you can take, unless you're DeMar DeRozan. We'll talk about him yeah, a little, hey, a little, we'll talk about him a little later. But that. those are the worst type of shots you can get, and that, those are from, from cleaning the glass. It was like in the 100th percentile of how many like of how many yeah. long mid-range shots they took. And uh, it, those shots just weren't going down for them because they were getting, you know, Celtics were getting so physical with them, and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving didn't have a good game at all, at all in this one. ESPN stats and info said that the second half for Kevin Durant, he went zero for 10 from the field. He had five turnovers. He was a minus 20. It's the most field goal attempts without a single make in any half in Kevin Durant's career, regular season or post or postseason. The most field goal attempts without a single make. That's like yeah. the worst that's half insane. of Kevin Durant's shooting career. Like that is insane. That, that That's insane. But, but it, it, I mean, you saw it like you could physically see it. You could tell like, oh, uh, he's not. He doesn't have it going. And, yeah. and the biggest thing is, like you said, they ran him off the three-point line. But we thought not having Time Lord was going to play such a huge part Imagine if in they this. did. <laughs> they would be destroying them like because, because they have no inside presence. Class, Claxton was relegated to a nobody in this. Drummond is a nobody in this <laughs> series. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I want to give one shout-out to Al Horford. That guy has looked incredible through two games. Like this was a guy that was relegated to like just the Sam Presti. Hey, just go and do nothing for us for a little while. When he was in OKC, they traded Kemba Walker for him. And now he's like this so important player in this series. And he looks incredible the way that he's playing. I mean, he had 16 points, six boards, two assists, two steals on a block in this game. He looked so incredibly important in this series. And especially with time Lord down, he has such a bigger role, and it's wild to see how good he's been. Uh, maybe every every older player should just take like a half a year off with the Thunder, right? Like just I, go, I, I just was go gonna say, see, not do anything, and just take you kicking take it, you kicking it, you're kicking it with the young guys. You take <laughs> some time off of the knees. It's like going down to Florida for the summer, man. I'm all for it. Kyrie Irving should get some some blame for this game as well. Te- full team win by the Celtics. Kyrie Irving gets gets blamed for the Nets too because Kyrie Irving finished four of thirteen from the field. He had eight boards, only one assist. He just he, he didn't have it going either. And when KD and Kyrie don't have it going, it's wild how close this game was. Actually, if you think about it that way, yeah. It, and and the the biggest thing there is like when Kyrie doesn't have it going right, you see a lot of the okay. I'm gonna dribble for a lot of this shot clock, and I'm gonna see if Kevin can bail us out. Yeah. 
And that's what we saw kind of going down. I mean, what was it? It ended up being a four-minute, 30-second stretch where they didn't score a bucket. Well, and the, that the, the, fourth, coming down the stretch? Fourth quarter. This is the this is the run that won the game for the Celtics. Fourth quarter, 11 minutes and 28 seconds. So, like, the beginning of the fourth quarter. Yeah. The, uh, Boston was down 85 to 93. So, the Nets had 93 points. At the four-minute mark of the fourth quarter, Boston had 101 points, and the Nets had 94 points. They had scored one point on a free throw yeah. from the 11-minute, 30-second mark to the four-minute mark in the fourth quarter. Like th- That is just ice cold and absolutely getting relegated to uh, a 16-1 run for the Celtics. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible win for the Celtics. Incredible team win. They go now uh, to Brooklyn. Oh, and uh, if if things change, it's gonna be it's gonna be from the, from the ref standpoint. I think for sure it's gonna be interesting to see because they are beating. I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. You watch some of them play, and you're like, oh, you could have caught a foul there. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up, the Bulls. The Bulls get a win against the Milwaukee Bucks. Chris Middleton goes down. What changes for the series now? We'll talk about that and more coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. It's the best place to go check out the best odds, betting stats, sports info. Check it all out on Bet Online. They have the series info right now. Ooh, the Dallas Mavericks plus 200 against the Jazz. Jazz now minus 240. Is that Luca's music? Is that Luca's music coming back? Do we hear Luca's music? That line has gone down for sure. Well, the line that has gone way up. The Warriors are now minus eighteen hundred favorite against the against the Nuggets. <sighs> they got they got Jokic out there looking like a mechanic, bro. He is tired. The Suns are now only a minus three hundred or three ten favorite against the, the Pelicans. That one they is. Might re- they might want to relax on that one. That well, one, it, that it one is on wild. Book. It depends on book. Did we get word on book? Have not gotten full full yeah, word. I, yet, so I, don't I don't know. Think, so. I don't know. Even with even without Booker, th- this this team should beat the Pelicans. But anyway, go check it out. If you feel strongly about any of those, you want to take advantage of any of those lines, check them out at Bet Online. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. It's Bet Online where the game starts. Thanks for making Lockdown NBA your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Now podcast. It's nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Pat. Moving on to our next game. In, yeah, we are. In the NBA, the Bulls get a win 114 to 110, but it wasn't even that close. Four point win for the Bulls, but it wasn't that close. Bulls get out to a 9 0 run to start the game. Uh, the Bulls get out to a 9 0 run to start the game, uh, and it felt like the Bulls kind of had had the, the Bucks had the Bucks number there for a minute. Bucks kind of come back, and then that third quarter, second quarter into the third quarter run, they take control of the game, and DeMar DeRozan. 41 points in this game. Not one of them from th- not one of them from 3. Nope. <laughs> he was just absolutely dealing in the mid-range. He was 10 of 17 from 19 to 15 feet on the floor. Absolutely dealing. All those shots I said that that, that Kyrie Irving and Durant missed in their game, DeRozan hit, <laughs> DeRozan hit all of them in his game. Uh, the big story in this one, though, Chris Middleton goes out of the game with an MCL sprain with about six minutes and 50 seconds left in the game. He slide. He's like going for kind of a post up slides. Yeah. His feet kind of slide out from under him. Uh, you know, Coach Bud afterwards tells reporter that it's an MCL sprain. He's going to have an MRI on Thursday. So tomorrow, if you're listening to this and uh, that is huge for the that is huge for, for this series. 
Yeah, I mean it, it's a game changer. Listen, I'm I'm not the the Chris Middleton. Hey, you should get the 170 million, five million guy. Like I'm always the guy that's like I'd have never paid him that much money. But it's not because he can't play basketball. It's because he's a little inconsistent. You get a game like you get in game one where he has like 11 points, and then in game two, you saw him start to wake up the beast. Right, like uh, he he came into the second half with five points, and then you saw quickly 13 points get put on the board, and you're like, wait a minute, hold on, he's got 18. This, that this third guy quarter right- run, the, the Bucks had a third quarter run that cut the lead under five Yeah, at the end of the third quarter, and it was a lot because of Middleton. It, it, it was it was all because of Middleton, and and he's so key to what the Bucks do, not only offensively but also defensively. You saw things open up a little bit more. Also, no Bobby Portis in that situation where he got hit in the eye. Prayers up to him, and hopefully he's okay because he went down. I thought he was like seriously hurt. I thought he got knocked out on that one. But Bobby Portis goes out with five seconds left in the first quarter. Goes back to the locker room. They say it's a scratch over the, his eye, and he comes back and uh, he comes back to the bench in the second quarter. But he never returned to the game. Just a weird, yeah. weird injury situation. But both of these guys potentially being out matters. Well, and you saw how much they fight when Bo- like Bobby came in bef- the play before, goes to dunk on Tristan, doesn't get the dunk, gets a foul call, immediately goes to the fans. He's like, "Let's go, come <laughs> on!" He's like, "What? What? Like you got he, a foul?" He leads the league and in walking into the like walking into the fans, like walking past the. Oh yeah, or- for sure. Oh for sure, he's got to. <laughs> but the the big thing, you know, for me heading into this game three is that. Not so much that those guys aren't there, but now that defensively you can key in on Drew Holiday. You can key in on Wes Matthews. Guys who, listen, you, I might have had to sag off of a Wes Matthews trying to cover Chris Middleton, trying to do things well defensively, which the Bulls have played excellent defense in both games in this series, and they've really done a good job against the Bucks. Sometimes Caruso. Giannis is just unstoppable, though. Caruso, yeah. man, that guy yeah. made such an impact in this game. And you, you sometimes you wonder... How much can one defender make an impact on a team? And then you see like Alex Caruso come back in the yeah. lineup in these two playoff games and you just see what he does and just the extra possessions he gets. Uh, what did he, he finished with what? Two steals, two steals, two blocks. It just felt like so much more, more deflections. It felt like he was getting guys into it more, um, telling people where to go, like calling out assignments and things like that. Caruso is just so crucial for this team. He also had 10 assists in the, in this game set, setting yeah. guys up as well. Um, Man, huge, huge impact. And honestly, I kind of outplayed Middleton or I kind of outplayed Drew Holiday, which is not something that the Bucs need. Well, you know what? And he he does a good job defensively on Drew Holiday, which is why he got the nod at the starter. I love Ayo DeSumo. I think Ayo DeSumo is going to be a, a really good player in this NBA. I think he could be a Drew Holiday type of player. But Drew Holiday be cooking Ayo. And you saw it in his <laughs> limited time in this game. It was instantly like, oh, Drew's getting buckets again. Let's get Caruso back in there. So, like, that that makes such a difference. The switching that comes into play when Caruso's on the floor, you can't just switch him on to Giannis and think, oh, yeah, that's a done deal. He's going to go down there and get a bucket. There's a lot of times you have Giannis pick that ball up and kick it back out because Caruso's playing really good defense. You can't say enough about Alex Caruso. And his his action at the bucket gets so much stuff started. You see him get the ball out to Zach Levine, getting it back to DeMar DeRozan, and the fact that he's drawing his man with him all of a sudden, and DeMar, now he's got a one-on-one. Now, sometimes a one-on-one with Giannis closing out in his face. I don't want you taking <laughs> those shots too often. But when it's falling down, keep shooting that thing, my boy. I got nothing to say about it. <laughs> you, you talk about Giannis. Giannis finished this game 33 points, 18 boards, 9 assists, 2 blocks. Yep. He was 11 of 18 from the from the free throw line. Get, getting booed by some Bulls fans there, there in the, in the, in the yeah, arena. It happens. It happens. 
He missed. We keep it respectful. He missed every single shot outside of five feet. Anything that was not literally at the rim, he missed in this game. And I think that's the that's a huge thing for this Bucks team. Him adding that mid range shot this year has been yeah. huge for his game. It's added so much to him. To him, it's added so much to this offense. And when he can't hit stuff outside of you know, anywhere, <laughs> literally yeah. outside of the rim, Honestly. it just changes that. And then when Middleton's gone, it just changes the dynamic of their offense so much that all of it relies on Giannis just penetration all the time. Yeah, and, and even with that, right, like I know, listen, Giannis still had crazy numbers. I'm not saying that he, he came in there and clamped them, but the fact that Giannis's game is is struggling to me says a lot about how P. Will is playing him. In those moments, on those jump shots, I've got the length to be there. I've got the body to be there with you. I can keep up with you. Shout out to P. Will getting not just getting active tonight, as we say it on our show. When you're running around and you put up a solid two, two, and two, hey brother, you out there getting active? <laughs> getting some cardio. Uh, he, wasn't, he wasn't getting active tonight. Had ten points, nine rebounds, three assists, five for nine from the field, and did a good job defensively on Yacht. Now he did get dunked on a couple times. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> he did get dunked on a couple times, but you playing Giannis? That's the, gonna happen. Comes with the territory. It does, unfortunately, man. And so, but big shout out to him, man. And just, man, this is huge for the Bulls. The momentum has shifted to me to our side heading to the UC. And that could mean not only a game two win, but if you get confident enough, that could absolutely mean a game three win in the United Center where the Bulls finished, I want to say, 70% at home. I'd have to double check that number. I'll let you know. Here's a stat that's real. I don't know if that one was. Yeah. The Bucks in the regular season with all of their guys, Giannis, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, all three of those guys together, they went 37 and 10. Incredible record with those guys. In the regular season, when one or more of those guys are out, they're 14 and 21 this season. That's where they struggled. They struggled with a lot of injuries, inconsistencies, guys out of the lineup. And now all of a sudden, this Bucks team, it was the biggest, it was the biggest favorite heading into their series. They're like a minus 1400 on Bet Online or something like that to win to, to win the series. Now all of a sudden you look and the Bucks look, look Bucks look vulnerable because their yeah. depth is not there the way that it's been before. They lose one guy, they lose Middleton, who was gonna play. He's gonna finish this game with what, like 40 minutes, 42 minutes? Probably, yeah. Who's going to play a lot? Where do those minutes go? Grayson Allen, Pat Connaughton. Hey, listen, listen. I, we don't speak that name here. Giannis's other brother. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I here's the thing. I think you're going to see a split of it. You didn't see him at all tonight, which really surprised me. By the way, Bulls 65 percent win percentage at home this season. Um, you good. didn't see him. You didn't see him a lot. At all, and I thought you would, but I feel like Serge Ibaka gets more run in there because he's been in these moments, because he's been that level of player, you know what I'm saying? And he just he, hasn't been that good for them. He, he, yeah, but you know what? At this point, all you're asking for is, is rebounding and somebody that can knock down a jump shot. I don't know if he can be that, but I feel like you might have to throw him out there. But, I mean, Pat Connaughton's probably going to see a lot more time on the floor. And And I'll tell you this, as a guy who's watched the Bulls every game this season, uh, we we have very very much been prone to letting dudes that shouldn't go off go off on us. Uh, <laughs> the I know your team all stars. You got every t- everybody's team has one of those. Listen, I know Fork and Corkmaz's name because <laughs> he kept killing us. Like DJ you know Augustine what I'm saying? Kleba for the Mavs for me. When 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 Kleba, I'm like, oh, who the heck is Kleba? He, hey, the, Jazz are, the Jazz are saying that in game in two. our face. You know what I'm saying? Like that. <laughs> it, it, it it's it. So to me. There's still that threat, even without Chris Middleton there, because Drew Holiday's great, Giannis is great. Uh, 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 but if if they can't go, it does make it 
easier on the Bulls defensively heading into this final, uh, th- this two games at the UC. It changes a lot. For more on the Bulls, go check out Locked On Bulls. Check out Locked On Bucks with Kane Pittman. Great stuff all the time over there with him. Uh, go check out those. And coming up, we will get into Joel Embiid, game winner. I'm surprised that this was our third segment, but these games are so good tonight. Joel Embiid, it's a game winner, goes up 3-0 against the Raptors. I picked the Raptors to win this series. <laughs> Why was I so wrong? We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. It's a protein bar. Tastes like a candy bar. They're delicious. Try them. Go try them right now. Go get a box. Use the promo code LOCKED15, LOCKED15 to get 15% off your entire order. Um, the Churro Puff, delicious. 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, 6 grams of sugar in a bar covered in 100% chocolate with marshmallow puff stuffed in the middle of that. If the brownie batter puffs come back, do, do not wait. Order those. They were so good. My favorite bar probably. Coconut brownie chunk, also an incredible flavor. The solid ones, mint brownie. Um, the raspberry, the cherry bar, see if you're interested in, in the little fruit flavor, double chocolate. People love the peanut butter one. Those are absolutely delicious. Go check them out at built.com. Use the promo code locked 15 to get your protein bars. The taste so great built.com promo code locked 15. All right, Pat, last game on the schedule for us. Overtime an overtime game. Sixers win 104 to 101. Joel Embiid gets the game winner. There's no other place we can start besides the game winning shot. There's no other place we can start. Danny Green sets up as the inbounder. They set up a play. Joel Embiid is right there. He gets the ball, the turn, and the three. Didn't need the three. (laughs) Didn't need it, but got it with .9 seconds on the clock. An incredible, incredible moment that's just going to be revisited and revisited. I'm sure Raptors fans are just like, how could I possibly watch this anymore and figure out all the different things that went wrong in this moment in order for them to get this win? But here we are. Uh, First off, shout out to Joel Embiid getting uh, the Raptors back with the same shot, essentially, that Kawhi Leonard put him out of the playoffs with. They showed that that play right after it, and I was like, man, the revenge. The revenge That was a a good... That was a good moment. I ain't there no more. He ain't been there for a while. Was, That's why the no Raptors bounce, are here. Though. There was no bounce in a beat. No, no bounce. It was clean. It was a clean shot. I'm not going to lie to you. Like The reason I made that face, everybody watching on YouTube is going to be like, why the heck Pat make that face? I It just clicked with me when you said that. Why the heck did they go for three? It worked out. Shout out to it. But a very weird move that, dog, I'm not going to lie to you, though. Like I, Joel Embiid, turn around. Great shot. Knocked him down. Nick Nurse, look at me. Come here. I, I, I know you're watching. <laughs> you want to what... go, go one-on-one? <laughs> go go full screen. Nick Nurse, right here. Look <laughs> at me. Come on. Because I, I know. I know. You you're, you should be game planning for the playoffs, but you're watching Locked On NBA right now. What was that? What was that? You had nobody on the inbounder. Precious Sachua, or not Precious Sachua, I'm sorry. Pascal Siakam is guarding Tyrese Maxey for some reason. Uh, Achua is getting screened off by Siakam, and you had Fred Van Vliet under the basket. I just want to know where's the logic in the defensive setup on that play call? I, 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 I. Who's going to take the shot? I don't know. It, it's like, the seven-foot dude that might win MVP might take the shot in this situation. It's like they completely overthought it. There's nobody guarding the inbounder, like you said. And then all of a sudden, yeah, like, uh, who is it? Tobias Harris screens off Precious Achua. So Embiid is just completely wide open. 
And then Fred Van Vliet is under the basket because he's just like the he's like the free safety. He's like, I'm yeah, gonna go basically. wherever he's just gonna go wherever the ball is because there's only 0.9 seconds left on the shot clock. They have to get a shot up right here. And then Tyrese Maxey and Yang run to the other side of the court, and OG, Siakam, and Gary Trent Jr. all go over to that side. They all go over with Maxi and Yang because they think it's going to be a three. That means Joel Embiid's wide open, and the only person between Embiid and the basket is the smallest guy on the entire team in Fred Van Vliet. Good defensive player, really good defensive player, but that can't be the spot. that they over. I think the, the entire team overthought that whole play. And it makes it makes Doc Rivers and the Sixers look like so smart, and they totally could have gone to to two overtimes and it or or, or got a shot if it would have gone out yeah. of bounds. There was two point four left on the clock, but man, wild ending. I, and I feel bad because like OG Ananobi probably had the game of his life in the playoffs. Absolutely oh, put you in a, a position game. to be at, put you in a position to win this game. Gary Trent Jr. put helped put you in a position. Now he he kind of shot it a little bit off, but still he was rising from the dead. He was so yeah, sick in game yeah. one, and now he can't, comes back. And man, and, but I I mean listen, that last second play, I I don't know what what we were looking at on that, <laughs> but just at, at the, in this game as a whole, right like. You can't – the fact that you were even in this position and your – who we would say is their star, right, and Fred Van Vliet essentially gave you nothing, says a lot about the team that you have. To me, it says that they might not be ready for this year's playoffs, though. And and like you said, you picked them to win. There's a I lot did. of people that picked them in an upset. I picked them to win in Toronto. I thought they would get two because I thought losing uh, uh, Matisse Thibel, who's one of Philly's best defenders, would play that big of a uh, um, that big of an have that big of an impact on this uh, uh, game. And you yep. saw kind of like it did have an impact. All of a sudden, like Toronto's able off. to get buckets. <laughs> OG's going off, but. The biggest thing that we saw to me in, in this game is that they're going to be good. They're going to be a team that you absolutely have to worry about, but they might not be at that level yet, and they probably got the worst first-round matchup they could have gotten for their situation. But the better matchup for them probably would have been who the Bulls have in the Bucks. Where we where we got it wrong was this this – Raptors team needs everybody to be playing at at a certain level. And if yeah. one or two players are not playing at that level in any given game, so Siakam in this one, six of 16 from the field, and Tobias Harris in the last couple of moments of this game just completely took him out. Yeah, Like Siakam couldn't get set up on offense against Tobias Harris. That's not usually something that happens with Siakam, who's been so good, who actually picked as my like uh, third-team All-NBA this year. He's been incredible this year. But for him to be able to be taken out of the game by Tobias Harris, he's not at his highest point right now. This this Raptors team, to me, seems like they're gassed at the end of every game because they have to play so many minutes. Yeah. Siakam, 48 minutes. OG, 40, almost fifty, almost 46 minutes. Gary Trent, 45 minutes. He's coming off a of sickness. Uh, Van Vliet, 45 minutes. Like th- These guys are just playing so much. They're gassed at the end of this game. Their defense takes a lot of effort because they're trying to get the ball out of Embiid's hands. They did that really well in this game. Yeah. He only had 33. He was 12 of 20 from the, from the floor. Only took nine free throws. <laughs> I just love he only had 33 that's like how we're talking about Giannis there's only 33 I mean that's what we're talking about with the best players in the NBA only 33 it's a it's a win it's a win for them uh they're trying to take James Harden out of the game out of the game too he get he fouls out of this game but he he had 19 points and 10 assists in this game and then then all of a sudden you're like okay well 
Now we have nothing left for like against Tyrese Maxey, who's just hitting every floater. He had 19 points and he's been huge in this series. But they're they're the, my point is the Raptors defense takes so much effort. Then all of a sudden on offense, their offense takes a ton of effort because because you have to go against Joel Embiid and they yeah. just have nothing left for the end of some of these games because that's where that's where they went and won. The Raptors had this game for a while that the Sixers yeah. didn't lead. Sixers literally did not lead in this game until overtime and they won the game yeah. and they won the game. Uh, yeah, and, and that's that's the big thing about it, right? Like, that's the difference in having that guy. Like, all of a sudden you saw, and, and like you said, a lot of effort into their defense. It takes a lot of energy, and you saw, like, that's how Philly just started slowly chipping away. Like, it was a slow chip probably from halftime on to get back into this game, and then finally once they were back in, it was like, well, Gotta, it's it's just the bounce of the we ball got, at that point. We 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 got Joel. You don't like right. <laughs> what? It, what does it come down to? Uh, the dude that's probably gonna win MVP. He plays for us. You got Fred VanVleet. And Tobias Harris had a chance right at right right at the end of regulation. There, he could have had a putback, and he was point blank right at the rim. Could have hit that, and that would have been uh, the thing. The other thing about the Sixers, this Sixers team is maddening at times because the last couple, <laughs> so the last play of of regulation. They yeah. run this play where Embiid finally gets – so they have the ball with 27 seconds left. Uh, Precious had had tried to drive. Harden does <laughs> – Precious had the the arm hook thing that he that he, that he he did <laughs> that James Harden always does to people, and James Harden – Kyle his, Lowry? No, it's, it. it's now dubbed the Kyle Lowry trying to get that flop yesterday. He got his, he got his sixth <laughs> foul on that, which was kind of ironic. Um, but he gets that. Sixers challenge that. It's unsuccessful. Precious misses both free throws yeah. at the line. Philly calls a timeout. They had 27 seconds left at the end of this game. With eight seconds left, they get the ball to Embiid finally. Like they just waited and waited and waited. Then they finally get the ball to Embiid, and it just there was just nothing else for him. There was nothing really much more for him to do. He misses a shot. Tobias gets the offensive rebound, misses the putback. Same thing. Same thing at the end here against. Yeah. Uh, same thing at the end of of uh, of overtime. Embiid gets the ball with like eight seconds left. And Precious Chua pokes the ball away when Embiid really isn't looking. And then it goes out of bounds. And that's when they get the point nine left on the shot clock. And you're yeah. just like, what are you doing? Like, he's just like, Doc Rivers and them just sort of like stumbled it's, into this last play, got the game winner. They win the game and all is forgiven. Dog, it's one of those things, right, where like you you watch them and, and not, not, not even them. Like they do it a lot because it is it is how Harden gets a lot of his assists. I'm going to be me, and then I'm going to kick this mug to you. <laughs> but it's so it's so prevalent in the NBA today. We've talked about it probably in every game we've talked about tonight. Just the, I'm going to take 18 seconds off the clock, and you're really good, so make some magic happen. And, man, like, the fact that Embiid had the wherewithal, I don't even get why they went for a three, but shout out to them that it worked. <laughs> uh, but that he had the, the wherewithal to turn around, put that mug up, and, and finish it, like, that says – to me, like that, that's the series. That was the the pinhole on the series. You can play as good as you want to, but you don't have Joel Embiid. If you're gonna be a team that's down 3-0 or down 0-3 in a series, wouldn't you want to be the team that's going against James Harden and Doc Rivers? Nah, because 3-0, they're, they're pretty good at 3-1. 3-1 I need. You know what I'm saying? 3-1 I need. I'm just saying. 3-1 I need. It's never happened before. What is it, like 0 in 142, something like that? I, I saw so, somebody yeah. tweeting no, out those stats. It's never happened before. It's yeah. never it's, happened before, but if it was going to happen against somebody, wouldn't it be a Doc Rivers coach team? 
Uh, I potentially, you James know what? Harden. First off, Doc, Doc, with shout out to Proviso, man. Doc went to Proviso. He's Chicago through and through when he <laughs> want to be, man. So I'm not. I Doc got some bad losses on his hands, though, man. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you, saying. Doc. He's got some bad three uh, ones th- on his hands. This Sixers team has been so good in areas I just didn't think that they were gonna be good in. The Raptors team has been bad in areas I thought they were gonna be good in. Sixers are dominating this series, at least th- through the first two games they were. Yeah, and then this one they they find a way to get another win. Looks like they're heading towards. I don't know. That, do they get one? Do they get? Do the Raptors get one? Probably. But I don't think so. I think this this series is over. This I series is over. Done. I, I think he t- he told Drake at the end of the game. He shot that shot right in front of Drake. And and looked him dead in his face. And he was like, hey, you going to be here he for the next game? He turned around and said, you used to call me on myself. He looked around at him. He's like, best I ever had. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan hey, Bede said that, that was the best game winner he's ever had in his, in his that's career. That's probably... Uh, has to be. I mean, where else? What else? Other shot? He, I mean, playoffs. Embiid, he, he's never had one in the playoffs. Joel Embiid also had this shot. When was it? Uh, he had this. Uh, Joel Embiid had this turnaround with two minutes and 36 seconds left in overtime. He had this shot where he's facing the rim. He's facing the rim. He gets the ball. He does like a three. He doesn't just do a, a turnaround from like 180. He turns yeah. all the way around 360 fade away and hits the shot. And you just go. Who is this guy? Yeah, Who yeah. is this person that can see MVP is the biggest dude in the league. And can also <laughs> hit this shot and also hit the three point shot, man. I'm not doing the MVP conversation. It's over. It's, it's already it's, been decided. The votes are already in. It's over. Stop the count. The MVP yeah, is over. Yeah, like we, yeah. we he's, uh, he's, uh, he's probably going to win it. Jokic definitely has a case. Jokic is going to win it. I just, he has probably the best case. I, I feel like if Jokic doesn't win it, there's, there's, I already think there's something wrong with the voting process. That's a story for another day. But anyway, yeah. But, man, Joel's got a case here, too. Incredible night in the NBA. Go listen to Lockdown Bulls with Hayes and Pat the Designer. Go listen to Lockdown Mavs. We did a crossover with David Locke for the Jazz Mavs series. That one is that's taking years off my life. Go, go check out those shows. <laughs> thanks for making uh, Lockdown NBA your first listen. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown NBA. Peace out. Boom. <laughs>